It's time for the Fantasy Points Podcast, brought to you by FantasyPoints.com. Top-level fantasy football and NFL betting analysis from every perspective and angle, from numbers to the film room, with a single goal to help you score more fantasy points. Welcome into the Fantasy Points Waiver Wire Podcast here at FantasyPoints.com. Tom, it's Tuesday morning. We had to do this last week. I'm getting tired of doing it. We have another just awful, awful Monday night injury uh, to talk about to lead off the podcast. Nick Chubb uh, in last night's game between the Steelers and Browns. Um, Blew out his knee. It's the same knee he blew out in college at Georgia. Um, Just an an injury that they wouldn't even show a replay of. I saw it on my timeline on Twitter. Um, It's McGahee bad. Um, Yeah, you're braver than I was. I'm like, I am not going on any social media. I do not want to see this. I could tell it was terrible by the reaction by the Hinesfield crowd, though. I don't know if you saw that in the game uh, replay. Like, Whenever I heard the crowd, I'm like, oh, God, it has to be that You know, terrible. it was one of those where, like, I was just hoping that it was a broken bone because as yeah. gnarly as that could look, they heal, you know, and, and unfortunately, it, it's not. It's a multi-ligament, I'm sure. Here's the case. You don't need me to go through it as much. Um, his season's over. Um, his career is obviously altered right now, um, and Tom – the top name on the waiver wire for fantasy football. Again, I, look, guys, I understand. If you're listening to this and you're like, oh, the guy's season just ended, I, I understand, okay? I feel awful for Nick Chubb as a person. Unfortunately, that's part of the, the game, and it's part of the game that we play here. Um, and the Browns have to play. And after Nick Chubb went out last night, Jerome Ford took an opportunity and ran with it. Tom, I mean, he looked terrible in week one. I think he had 15 carries for 32 yards and lost a fumble. He did not look terrible in week number two. Um, 16 carries for 106 yards. He also added three catches for 25 yards and a touchdown. Yes, to be fair, of his rushing yards, 69 came on a run where Levi Wallace completely (laughs) lost contain. Blue contain, yeah. Um, So just keep that in mind, but and and I, I think it's quite obvious they're going to work in Pierre Strong and or maybe even bring back Kareem Hunt here. Let's yeah. look at all the caveats here. But from a fab budget standpoint, Jerome Ford just had 131 yards from scrimmage and a touchdown in a game in which he had to come in and relieve Nick Chubb. I don't think this is the time to get cute. No. You know, you have, you have your budget um, – I think we had guys in our Discord saying fifteen percent, twenty percent. Yeah, that's. No. I was getting questions like, oh, should I go like twenty to thirty percent? I'm nah. This is the kind of player. Uh, I and mean, we saw it this off season. They let Kareem Hunt walk. They could have added other players in free agency in the draft, and they kind of signaled to us that they believe in Jerome Ford and kind of gave him a chance. And they only added a running back at the last possible moment, late in training camp, uh, when it looked like the Patriots were going to cut Pierre Strong, they you know threw a late-round pick for him. Uh, and, and that was you know strictly because he had a hamstring injury that really kept him out for all of August. And uh, he's healthy now, and we kind of saw it last night. They gave him the entire role. So uh, this is not the time to be stingy. 
Uh, if you didn't go all out, you know, if you didn't use most of your budget last week on Puka Nakua or Kyron Williams, uh, now is the time. Uh, he's going to step into a huge role. Even if they do bring back Kareem Hunt, I think this it's going to probably be, you know, it might look like the, the, the Browns backfield from previous years here where yeah. Ford is now in the Chubb role, getting 60% of the snaps. Uh, Kareem Hunt maybe gets that 40% or maybe that's pure strong. Uh, we're just speculating right now. You'd think Hunt is probably in the mix here. He knows the offense. Uh, we're we're in the middle of the season already, uh, so you would think that he's probably their top person that they're going to call here. But yeah. uh, you know, if I'm going after Ford, I'm using top priority, and I'm using at least fifty percent of my budget, if not more. And especially if I'm a Chubb owner and I spent a first round pick on Chubb. Yeah, you got my season is in the balance right now with this injury. If I don't have a lot of running back depth. I might use it all. I might, you know, yeah. use 90% of it. I'm y- y- this, your season could be on the line here with this move. So uh, do not be stingy with uh, your fab budget this, this week. If you're, especially if you're a Chubb owner. Yeah. So that, that, that's the, the way to go about it. And look, you understand that you don't want to blow it in week two. And then they sign Kareem hunt and, you know, Jerome Ford doesn't have a 69 yard run where the corner lost backside contain, um, I understand all that, but Tom, I mean, the, the, your season could hang in the balance. Like, what if he is the real deal? What if he is 65% of Nick Chubb? Mm-hmm. 65% of Nick Chubb is a damn good fantasy back. So, um, remember, he also and he showed some him. passing game chops. Yeah, yeah, I mean, three catches for 25 yards, uh, scored the touchdown. Um, I think he's a little bit, you know, Chubb's a, all, you know, he's a one of the all-time great runners to be completely honest. Uh, but he's never been much of a receiver. So, I mean, maybe Ford, he can't quite, you know, he's not going to equal what Nick Chubb can do on the ground, but maybe Ford can, you know, augment that a little bit with a little more receiving production than we've, we've had out of Chubb, Chubb in the past. So let's say you blew, and by the way, blow is not, um, yeah. it's not the right You're spending word your money. You're spending for, your money for, for Kyron Williams and Puka Nakua because both of those guys look like the complete real deal. Um, as we discussed on the podcast last week, um, and you just don't think you have enough. You're going to go after Jerome Ford, but you don't think you have enough to get him. There are some other options out there, Tom. Um, let's start from the game itself. Um, that that was in that game. Um. Jalen Warren looked good in the passing game. The the concern I have about the Steelers is that entire offense just looks bad. I mean, Kenny Pickett was bad yet again. George Pickens gained like I, I mean, I'm pretty sure George Pickens gained half of their yards from scrimmage yeah, in that game. Was... <laughs> yeah, and but, it was on four catches. Um Jalen Warren looks like he could be somebody who I don't want to say is an every week RB2 because it's far from it, but somebody who you can plug him in as a flex and hope he has like a couple of catches that go for 15 plus yards. Um, And if he's out there, he's certainly somebody who can be added as well. Yeah, this is, this is quickly moving to a 50, 50 split and it could be just a matter of time before Warren is the guy here. It's, it doesn't look good for Najee. Uh, His box score doesn't look nearly as bad as uh you know it, it might have been if not for a couple fourth quarter runs where uh you know he kind of padded the stats it was it was pretty gruesome for a long time there but uh Najee clearly uh, I mean Jalen clearly brings more in the passing game here and Kenny Pickett's really struggling to throw the ball downfield yeah as you said Pickens was the only guy that was really 
got it going. Uh, Deontay Johnson is out of the mix for you know at least the next three games after uh, after they placed him on IR. Uh, Pat Fryermuth has been uh, non-existent through two weeks, so we're going to see these running backs uh, and potentially yeah. War- Jalen Warren catch passes while especially while Kenny Pickett is struggling here. So, uh, you know, he's 40% owned. So he's he's owned in most leagues. But if you're in some 10-team leagues, uh, you know, probably the time is now to, to pick up Jalen Warren. Fire Canada. Fire <laughs> yes. Canada. That was out there, the the chance, and I yeah, understand it. It didn't, it didn't take long for those to start up again. I, I don't think anybody in Pittsburgh was, uh, you know, particularly happy that they retained him after last season. And, uh, you know, it's taken two games for them to completely flip on uh back canada here so uh they're gonna ride it out with them they're, they they're not an organization to fire coaches in the middle of the season but uh hopefully at least they get jalen warren on the field more because you know Najee harris doesn't look like it's doesn't look like that, that explosiveness is coming back here anytime soon um another couple of running backs another guy who's out there in just he's he's rostered in just about as many leagues as jalen warren is um, but certainly somebody you can try for is is Roshan Johnson of the Chicago Bears. But uh, 38% of leagues, they made Deontay Foreman a healthy scratch. The problem with Roshan Johnson is similar to the problem with the Steelers, though, Tom. <laughs> this offense just looks completely broken. It is. It's, it's, it's not good right now for the Chicago Bears. Um, but maybe um, we, we kind of talked about this in the Marker Report uh, podcast and stream yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> maybe they go back. You know, this is kind of broken. They're trying to to pass the ball. They're trying to make Fields a a pocket passer, and it's not happening. Uh, We saw at the end of last season, they kind of leaned into his running ability, and maybe they go back to that formula here. Maybe it helps Roshan Johnson and this running game. So uh, I think he's on on the fast track. I think Khalil Herbert is still going to be the guy here for another couple of weeks, but uh, if I had to wager on who's leading this backfield in the second half of the season – I would be betting on Roshan Johnson. So he's still out there, not quite usable right now, um, especially with how the offense is performing. But uh, Johnson is a guy I want to be stashing in all of my leagues if he's out there. Uh, If you need somebody who you can use now and just don't expect a whole lot going forward, um, and, and especially, I don't, I wouldn't even expect a, a whole lot this week on Thursday night against the 49ers. Matt Breida, destiny is all. Uh, he is available in virtually every league, and Saquon Barkley, it looks like he's going to miss a couple of weeks, and he's certainly going to miss Thursday night against the 49ers. If you want touches and nothing else, you can probably get them uh, from Matt Breida uh, in this game, and maybe he falls into the end zone, or like Jalen Warren pops off a long reception, which he has been wont to do in the past. Yeah, this is a tough spot uh, with Saquon also going out this week. It looks like he's going to be out. Uh, you know, maybe at least two weeks and, you know, it's probably going to be in that two to four week range with this ankle injury. He, uh, he, you know, avoided a major one. So uh, sounds like he'll be back and it doesn't, it doesn't sound like he's going on the IR, but for the time being, this is going to be a a committee in this backfield. Brita, Brita's kind of been the lead guy, but I I wouldn't be surprised if Gary, uh, uh, Gary Brightwell leads the team in in carries uh, the next couple of weeks, and Eric Gray could also mix in. But Breed is the more uh, efficient receiver, and uh, especially this week we got a a game against the the 49ers where I don't I, I mean everybody's expecting their offensive line to get absolutely smashed again here by one of the best defensive lines in the 49ers. They're not going to have any success running the ball here, so 
Uh, maybe this is a spot where Brita can catch, uh, you know, three or four passes and and get us some yardage uh, in the passing game. And especially as ten point underdogs, they're they're going to be playing in a negative game script. We would expect so. Um, even going back to last season's season finale, it was with Davis Webb. Uh, Brightwell led the team in rushing, but uh, Brita caught seven passes in that game. So uh, maybe maybe we can get that kind of production out of Brita. Yeah. Uh, just just pray for you know three or four catches and uh, maybe he falls into the end zone. You know, oh hey guys, all, all these guys are, are are rostered in my league. Uh, you know, my have the greatest fantasy league of all time, and everybody's already rostered. Another guy who's available, Tom, eighty five percent of Yahoo leagues right now. And if you're asking Dolan. Brawley, you know, why no? Why am I listening here about Jerome Ford? I know about Jerome Ford, you know, like what? Who could be the next Jerome Ford? Ty J Spears. He's available in 83% of Yahoo leagues. He is Derrick Henry's kind of, I, I, I would guess handcuff is the right word, but he's not the handcuff to Derrick Henry in the traditional sense that we've seen with Derrick Henry, in which he's just a pure backup. No, he's rotating in with Derrick Henry. He outsnapped him in week one. Um, in week two against the Chargers, he had 10 touches, including two catches, gained 55 yards from scrimmage. I mean, Tom, there with the injuries that we've had at running back, I feel like in 14 team deeper leagues, there might be teams that have to start Ty J Spears, just like I had to start Jalen Warren last night. And if, if you're in a 12 team league and you're like, who could be the next Jerome Ford? Ty J Spears is somebody who at the moment, not only does he have huge, huge handcuff value, but he has, I, I need to start him in a pinch kind of value too. Yeah. He's got just a little bit of standalone value Uh, you know, his, you know, he's playing a lot of snaps. He's, probably going to be good for like eight to 12 touches a week. Uh, and maybe if they're in some negative game scripts, uh, they were able to win last week's game against the Titans. Uh, they got the, the Cleveland Browns this week. So they will be uh, three and a half point underdogs as it currently stands. So maybe this game script works out a little bit better for him. Uh, so yeah, he's certainly potentially usable if they're bigger underdogs in any games, you know, upcoming here. So he's definitely a guy you want to stash and, uh, he has <clears throat> some big potential here if, you know, if something happens to Derrick Henry or, if, you know, Derrick Henry just starts to wear down and uh, it becomes more of a 50-50 split. We should touch uh, on the uh, Saints uh, backfield real quick. Okay, please. please do that because then I want to go to Minnesota. This is basically going to be a running back podcast. We'll probably yeah. talk about a couple of receivers, but when a guy like Nick Chubb goes down, I just want to talk through the options for everybody. Um uh, yeah, Tom, touch on the Saints backfield. Yeah, please. Jamal Williams Good. went down with a hamstring injury in that game last night. Uh, I, I, that was another ugly game. Uh, ESPN picked a couple of good winners there last night, but uh, Williams is out. Quick turnaround here for week three. Uh, I even speculated on our, our Sunday uh, uh, fantasy points show with John and, and Graham. I, I would be adding Kendry Miller. He wasn't able to play in week two, but Jamal Williams is you know, kind of looked like a zero uh, early in the season. He looks like Najee Harris out there, just no burst and uh, not bringing really anything to this backfield. Uh, we do know Alvin Kamara is coming back after week three, but he wasn't very effective as a runner last year either. So uh, maybe Miller can start to carve out a role here as the top running back. Uh, he's He's got plenty of juice, uh, but he's just been battling these knee and uh, knee issues since the college football playoff last year. It's turned into some hamstring issues uh, over the summer. Was coming close. I, I looked it up. He was working out pregame. He traveled with the Saints to Carolina. That's usually a good sign for these 
guys that are close to returning if they travel with the team and uh, are doing workouts before the game. So it was Tony Jones Jr. last night scoring the two rushing touchdowns, but it could be Kendry Miller's week. So if I miss out on, a, you know, if I'm putting fab budget, uh, you know, bids in here, uh, I miss out on Jerome Ford. Um, I, I, I might actually, you know, put Miller ahead of Burita this week. Yeah. If I'm, you know, looking for, you know, kind of a one week fill in here at the very least. And he's got some potential for uh, future weeks here. So Kendrick Miller would be a, a, a bit of a priority for me this week. One more. Minnesota has really struggled to run the ball. Um, Alexander Madison struggled to run it. And you know what? Behind him, Tom, Ty Chandler has really struggled to run it as well. Okay. So I'm not saying Ty Chandler is some great pickup, but they haven't really given Chandler a lot of opportunities so far. He's got four carries and he has gone nowhere. <laughs> he has like zero Madison. yards. But uh, he also has three catches for 27 yards. And I do wonder if the Vikings, and this is where you have to start speculating. Hey, guys, I don't have the fab for, for Jerome Ford and blah, blah, blah. All right, what if they decide, hey, it hasn't been happening with Madison. Let's just give Ty Chandler some work and see if he can do anything with it. There, He's available in over 95% of Yahoo leagues. Yeah, I totally agree. I think Madison probably will get another week or two to kind of show what he's got here. But you know, the clock is starting to tick on him a little bit. And I thought it was noticeable at the end of that Thursday night game against the Eagles that they really needed some juice. And they brought him into the game and threw a couple design passes to him. And he did pick up some yardage on, you know, it was some positive gains in the passing game. And uh, you know, that was more than what Madison could say in that game against the Eagles. So um, we'll, we'll see if it leads to more snaps moving forward, you know, just seven snaps in week two. But uh, he's at least Madison is on, He's on the clock here. He's got to start doing something in the next couple of weeks, or I could see Ty Chandler potentially getting a little bit more work. Uh, so, Tom, I want to remind everybody that we do not talk about everybody on this podcast because we have like 75 to 100 players in the waiver wire document up at fantasypoints.com. And if you want to read the entire thing, go to go to fantasypoints.com. Use code GURIFIC25. That's terrific with a GU instead of a TE. It's also in the show notes here if you're listening. Gorific 25 will give you access. All you need is our NFL standard. Uh, and if you want to, like, you know, win at DFS, like one of our subscribers did. Ooh, yeah, Tom, you see one of our one subscribers one won over a million dollars this week. Yeah, yeah I, wish I, I wish I won over a million dollars this week. <laughs> but uh, I'll gladly pump up uh, Russell Miller's winnings of a million dollars. He won over a million dollars this week. That's and awesome. you already have NFL standard? Upgrade to NFL Premium. Use the same code, and it gets you 25% off. So that's a really good deal over at FantasyPoints.com. Tom, we're going to talk about a couple of wide receivers before we get out of here. Um, look, I, I have got to give C.J. Stroud so much credit. He is thrown for he, – he's like fourth in the NFL in passing yards. Um, <laughs> he's thrown for over 600 yards in two games. He, he is the first quarterback in NFL history as a rookie – to attempt over 80 passes in his first two games and not throw an interception. More impressive is the fact that his offensive line is completely decrepit. They're down four starters. Laramie Tunsil didn't play this week. They're not opening any holes on the ground, and yet he's still out there dealing, um, and that has really opened up some opportunities, Tom, for Tank Dell here. The the young receiver, um, the rookie receiver, is so small, and that was probably everybody's concern with him, but he made noise in training camp, and he's currently making a lot of noise with C.J. Stroud down in Houston. Yeah, this is a bit of promising start for, for Stroud. It's <clears throat> it's a lot of garbage time production, um, but the Texans are going to be one of the worst teams in the league, and hey, if hey, it all counts the same for us, and he's shown he's capable of 
racking up uh, you know these points late in the game, and Tank Dell could become his guy uh, for the rest of the year here. Uh, Noah Brown went on IR before last week's game, which elevated Tank Dell, and the Texans, they're going to be near the bottom of the standings. They need to be playing these rookie uh, wide receivers, these younger wide receivers, are getting them reps. Uh, Robert Woods is currently the number two receiver behind Nico Collins, but uh, Tank Dell is he's ascending right now, and um, yeah, he's he can play all over the field. He's you know playing out wide, even though you know he's listed at you know he checked in at five eight at the combine. Uh, he plays a little bit bigger than his uh, listed size, but he's electric. And uh, Stroud had great chemistry dating back to the preseason and in training camps, so. I think Dell is a guy that uh, I, I, you know, I don't know if he's going to explode and be like this huge difference making receiver, but there's not, a, not a lot of those guys out there right now, but I could definitely see him, you know, start to get into that, you know, four to six catch range and be good for, you know, about 40 to 60 yards most weeks. And uh, maybe he can get you a touchdown. So he's definitely an ascending player and uh, the type of player that we're looking for, who could potentially be a wide receiver three uh, later in the season here. Van Jefferson was the Ram receiver I was drafting all offseason, and Ugh. he's dead. Uh, I mean, his fantasy value is just completely gone um, because Puka Nakua has usurped it. Puka Nakua, you're not getting him this week, obviously, like everybody picked him up last week. 2-2 Atwell, though, Tom, still available in 75% of Yahoo leagues. Yeah, this is one. I mean, Puka, I could at least see, you know, he had a nice profile. Uh, our film guy, Brett Whitefield, was all over it uh, as a fifth-round pick. We loved, you know, he loved him, and uh, we gave him some love on the website. But uh, Tutu Atwell was a guy that I just had written off as a bust and never really had, had done, done much uh, as a day-two pick uh, heading into this year. But I mean, Matthew Stafford, man, he is, he's lifting all, uh, lifting all boats here. Um, you know, and Atwell's been good for 13 catches so far this season, uh, almost, uh, almost 200 yards receiving, uh, Cooper cup. We're not certain. I mean, it seems like he's on track for week five, but, uh, for the time being two, 2s got some value the next two weeks, uh, playing against the Bengals next, uh, up in week three. And, uh, so at the very least, Atwell could be a guy that you can plug into your wide receiver, wide receiver three position uh, for at least two weeks. And uh, we'll see about cup situation. It, maybe it turns out to be a longer stay on the IR than, you know, what we've an- anticipated. We, you know, cup has been really struggling to get over this injury. So uh, he's a nice guy to have for two weeks here. And maybe it's a little bit longer. And um, I, I would expect he's kind of the odd man, odd man out whenever Cup gets back because I think it's going to be a lot of Cup and Nakua. But uh, for at least the time being, Atwell's a guy that you can plug in as your wide receiver three. Uh, you, you look when you got to get Lil Jordan Humphrey and Brandon Johnson going. I understand Sean Payton's reticence to get Marvin Mims on the field, but the dude ran like five routes against uh, the commanders in week two and had over a hundred yards receiving. So maybe it's time to get Marvin Mims a little bit more involved in Denver. Absolutely. He's, he's the one guy that gives this offense a little bit of juice. It's, it's been a dink and dunk offense through two weeks, but Mims Mims has opened up the field a little bit. So uh, should be a guy that gets more snaps moving forward. I, it was kind of baffling why he just wasn't involved at all in week one that changed a little bit in week two. Uh, we know Cortland Sutton was a guy that, you know, they had talked about trading, uh, you know, back in the off season. So there's a potential for them to move on from him at some point, uh, with the, the Broncos season already heading in the wrong direction with, 
two bad home losses against the Raiders and the the Commanders, two teams that are going to be in the bottom of the standings this year. So uh, there's no reason. Uh, and Mims was a guy that they that was their first draft pick. They had limited capital uh, because of the Russell Wilson trade two years ago. Um, Mims, uh, th- there wasn't necessarily a need at wide receiver. Uh, they had uh, Tim Patrick at the time. KJ Hamler was also on the roster. Uh, wide receiver was kind of a strength for them. So uh, the fact that they used a, a you know their first pick on Mims in the draft tells you how much they like him. Uh, they really haven't shown it much in the first two weeks, but that could be changing after you know he has the two big catches in week two. Check out the waiver wire article at fantasypoints.com with code GRIFFIC25. And maybe, hey, you lost Nick Chubb, you lost Aaron Rodgers, and you're like, my season's over. Well, why don't you go make some prop bets with Tom Brawley? Why don't you play some uh, DFS and go win a million dollars? It's really easy to do that, Tom. I mean, very yeah, clearly. So I mean, one of our subscribers did it last week. So use code GRIFFIC25, upgrade to the DFS package. Tom, I know. are you upgrading to the DFS package? I, I might have to. I, I haven't. I, I don't set too many lineups anymore. I usually do them in playoffs because I, I'm doing so many bets and stuff. But maybe I have to start following Scott's uh, DFS recommendations. Uh, I mean, if our subs are getting a million dollars a week, hey, maybe maybe I'd like to get in a little bit of that action. So, uh, yeah, I mean, geez. I mean, how about that? Fantasy points. Uh, helping someone well. a million dollars. Let's go. Well, Tom, uh, it's been good talking to you. Uh, what what the hell are the Monday night games next week? Uh, we uh, the, got your Eagles and Buccaneers. Oh, uh, the Eagles and the Bucks. Oh, I don't want the Eagles playing on mo- the Rams and the, the Bengals. It could be the Bengals without Joe Burrow. So yeah. Oh boy, that's gonna be that's gonna be beautiful. So let's hope next Monday night we don't have to. Um, as I yeah, said let's, last week, let's get our one of these, Let's get a Monday that's clean here. One of these weeks, yeah. uh, just brutal injuries the last two weeks. All right, Tom, thanks for uh, joining us here. That's Tom Brawley at Tom Brawley on Twitter. I am Joe Dolan at FG underscore Dolan on Twitter. Follow the site at Fantasy PTS. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. Go spend that fab uh, and clean up your tears nice and nice and uh, easily. Bye-bye. Thanks for tuning in to this edition of the Fantasy Points Podcast. Remember to subscribe, rate, and review on your favorite platform. And come join the roster at FantasyPoints.com.